This is DWZ Podcast here, Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So welcome back, listeners. So we got some interesting content we're definitely going to be talking about. Certain ones that I feel that got my attention, some you may heard, some you haven't. Now, the first one. This one was expected. This one is from Stardom itself that took place during the Triangle Derby Tournament. During the main event between Queen's Quest members, uh, Sayakami Tani, Azumi, and Utami Hayashida, they took on Rebel X Enemy, consistent of Mayu Hiki, Micah Ozaki, and Ram Kaicho. Now, to the specific of the details, what happened is uh, Queen's Quest won the match, However, things got a little bit interesting right at the end. Out of the blue, here comes Julia, and she is issued a challenge to Mayuhiki saying that she would put the red belt on the line. Now, what did Mayuhiki said? Well, that's the obvious question. She said, I'll think about it. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Maya, why are you thinking about it? Just take the damn challenge. Now, let's talk about the history between these two. If you guys are familiarized with the history between Maya Hiki and Julia, then you guys are golden. Now, those who don't, this is exactly what's what's been what's the story is all about. Prior, before Julia made her uh, debut to stardom when she jumped ship. Julia uses, uh, often spoke about how she felt that Mayu Hiki has been talking shit behind her back. Now, we haven't heard the side of the story with Mayu Hiki. Why is that? But uh, Julia, it, but it was revealed that Julia lost to Mayu Hiki for the top title, which is the Ice Infinity Championship. She lost to her with those with that belt at least three times. Now, Julia seems like she. She never did like the idea of Mayuhiki coming to stardom. That was the whole point. Now, if you guys remember, when they announced Rebel X Enemy at the press conference late last year for the Triangle Derby, Julia was the one who comes out saying, why are you here? Maya responded saying, I just got an offer. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, uh, if stardom or Bushy Road is paying them to come for this tournament, it, that is it. But I think in Mayuhiki's case, it's more like this. I came here for Rebel as enemy, not the Red Belt. I think that is conflicted. Now, we so we already know Julia's side of the story towards Mayuhiki. But what really is the side of the story with Mayuhiki towards Julia? I mean, is Julia right? Did she talk shit behind her back? That is something we don't know. I mean... I would love to hear that side of the story with Mayuhiki. I would like to hear exactly what is the side of the story. What exactly is the reasons for Julia being hostile towards her? It's like this. Julia did not like the idea how Prominence showed up and started causing all kinds of hell. Everybody thought, oh, Prominence, they're going to go home and leave. No, their popularity grew. Because wrestlers like, freelancers like, prominence and Mayu Hiki and all those they don't need a big company like stardom to be famous you come in in your own merits without that Julia on the other hand she was the opposite 
she came in to became famous, and look what happened now. She is the top champion, and of course, one day we will see her lose that title, but we don't know for sure because she says she's not sure she wants the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. That I mean, the IWGP Women's Championship. That's something that she says she's not sure yet, but only time will tell. So we're still waiting what Mayu Hiki has to say. Now, we're right now in the moment, this coming weekend, I believe, this is will be the final stretch of the Triangle Derby, so we won't know. This will take place in Corkin Hall, and this also will lead to the introduction of brand new trainees. So hopefully any of these new trainees, they probably, once they're done, I'm sure that many of the factions will pick their, their members or whoever's going to jump in. We don't know. But it's a very fascinating story about that Julia really wants to do that. Like, she wants to rectify, right a wrong that took place back in Ice Ribbon towards Mayahiki. But like I said, we don't know what the side of the story is with Maya. Is she talking shit behind her back, or she just ignored her? I don't know. I can't wait to hear what is the side of the story. Now, let's move on to the next topic. This has been going on for a while now. Okada versus Kiyomiya. N New Japan's top star versus Noah's top star. This was becoming a very interesting thing that's been going on between them. This dates back on January 17th at Yokohama. Th there was a tag match that was involved, of course, with Okada, with Toki Makabe, taking on uh, Yoshiki Inamari and Keito Kirimiya. Now, much to the whole thing, what's been going on in that Okada was ignoring Kiyomiya. It's like he was telling him, bitch, acknowledge me. That's what it is. Now, what was the purpose of the whole thing between Ki I think Kiyomiya is trying to step up in the level of going after the top uh, wrestlers. Doesn't matter which company. I mean, Okada is currently the top champion of New Japan. And it makes more sense. While Okada refuses to acknowledge Kiyomiya, if you guys remember, Kiyomiya kicked him right in between the head of uh, between the eyes of his head. He was bleeding out. This led into a shoot outside the goddamn ring. Okada didn't want nothing to do with him. And uh, uh, yet Kiyomiya is feel like he's being a coward, not challenging him. Look. I think Okada doesn't see Kiyomiya on the same level as him. That's my opinion about that whole thing. I don't think he sees him that, sorry, kid, you're not in my level, so why should I acknowledge you? And I think that's what I think of Okada, that he looks at him, sorry, you're not in my level. But Kiyomiya doesn't give a shit. He wants to do this. That's who he is. He'll challenge anybody. Not to mention, he was Kiyomiya has been criticized many times over by one person, and that is Keno. You know, I would love to hear what Keno has to say about was Kiyomiya really that stupid to try to get the attention of of Okada? I mean, I'm sure he has tons of great opinions. I mean, the guy writes a column all the fucking time. This guy never backs down. But this is what happened this past weekend. The day after New Japan Pro Wrestling in Osaka, 
New uh, Pro Wrestling Noah also had a match in Osaka of in Osaka as well. Okada shows up, attacks Kiyomiya, and tells him he accept the match. He didn't accept it for him. It was his way of saying, "I'm gonna shut up the no the annoying uh, Noah fans," because that's what he wants. He's like saying, "Look, you're telling the entire world I'm scared of you. Look at you now. You're in the ground." And I think that's. The whole point. He's trying to prove a point, and he proved it. So, but not only that. Recently, there was a press conference. Okada didn't even bother showing up. His excuse? He wants to focus on his match also this weekend, where he's facing uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Kiyomiya is upset. I feel like right now, Kiyomiya is trying desperately, desperately, to gain the attention of Okada. I'm like, okay, Kiyomi, I get your point that you want the attention. But is it really that necessary? You're the top champion of your own promotion. Okada is the same thing. Do you really try to prove saying that, oh, you're better than Okada? I think that's the whole point I'm seeing. But I don't know. I mean, the story is fascinating. But I don't think Okada is afraid of him. I just feel like, what's the point? I'm the top dog in my own promotion. Well, you look at this weenie over here who wants the attention. And I think that's what he looks at him. But who knows what the attention is? I mean, I'm sure Okada's going to shut him up, try to teach him a lesson. But we'll see what happens then. Moving on. Exciting developments are taking place in the women's division inside the National Wrestling Alliance, or better known as the NWA. This past Tuesday on, um, what's today? Today is the 15th, back on Valentine's Day. They announced for a brand new women's championship, and this is the NWA Women's Television Championship. Now, there were... Rumors and speculations about this, that there was going to be a title for this. I mean, right now we got the Burke, the which is also dubbed as the NWA Women's Championship, which currently Camille has. And then, of course, we got the NWA World Women's Tag Team Championship, which recently were won by the Renegade Twins this past weekend at Nuff Said. And now the NWA Women's Television Championship. I have to say, NWA are making some good moves. So hopefully we will find out what tournament is going to take place for this. I'm looking forward to that. I'm really excited for the NWA making all these moves and all that. So we're going to have three championships in the women's division in NWA. So I'm looking forward to that. So stand by for that on that. And if you follow me on my YouTube channel. Now I've been waiting for this to happen for a while. In Tokyo Yoshi Pro Wrestling, you may have heard of these tag team tournament called the Max Hart Tournament. This will determine for an opportunity of the tag team titles. And surprise, surprise, the winner of this tournament is none other than, of course, Miyu Yamashita and, Make, and Micah, no, Maki Ito. For a long time, I felt these two ladies have been closest friends. They've been enemies, they're friends, tag team partners. But one particular title has eluded them in their careers, and that is the tag titles. 
I mean, they have been effective as a tag team. There's no doubt in my mind. But now that this tournament is done, we may see these two, Miyu Yamashita, Maki Ito, win these tag titles. Now, we don't know when this will take place, but however, our current champions is none other than, of course, the Wasteland uh, Party something. The Wasteland Party War, I think that's their call, consistent of Heidi Lowitz and Max the Impaler. Now, they won those titles from Reina AA Cannon, which consisted of Saki Akai and Yuki Arai. So, they won those titles, but now we're going to see if the Pink Striker and the cutest in the world are able to dethrone two of the massive, strongest individuals on the planet. We'll just got to wait and see what's going on. So, let's wait. Now... Back to stardom again. You may have heard the news. Some of you stardom fans are shocked. Apparently you heard that Himika has announced her retirement. Yes. This was a shocking, surprising for me to hear as well. I mean, I look at her, I'm like, man, this girl's only 25 years old. I mean, she's young. I mean, do you guys remember what happened with um, Azuki and Kagetsu? Or should I say just Yu Uchino? They were young. And they still had enough tank in the gas. But I asked myself, why? Why would Himika want to retire? I mean, the girl is only 25 years old. And I heard she entered the business at the age of 20. So it turns out the reason she is doing this is a few reasons. Like, one is because she wants to remain healthy as possible. Keep in mind... When it comes to wrestling, we know that you get injured. Things may not go exactly according to plan and all that. I'm like, okay, I get that point. I get that part. I understand it. No big deal. Everything's un un understandable. But she is grateful that she did not, well, she did say the one thing she wished she could have had is a, a singles run, you know, possibly either the, the white belt or the red belt. But she did receive opportunities to challenge for those belts. But in the in the Ngosu, I mean, she was an artist champion and a um, tag team champion on the, on that front. So she even announced matches that she wants to have for her final match will be in April. Will be against none other than her tag team partner, um, Micah. So that's going to be another classic match between those two. She did say she wants to have a match. There's going to be one this coming month for the Stardom Showcase where she teams up with Micah and Julia to take on prominence in a hardcore rules match. I don't think Micah, Himeka has ever been in one. We know Julia has been in two. One with prominence, one against um, Oedo Tai. But we'll see what happens. She did say that she will have a match in March against, um, what's her name? Jihiro Mahashimoto, and I found out why. It turns out they had met each other before they ever went to, before she ever went to stardom. So it would make sense about that. And then, of course, she says she likes to have a match against her senior, either as a tag team partner or an opponent, and that is Kakeru Sekiguchi. Now, there's no, no word about that one when it's going to take place, but I'm sure it would. Even Mina said that she wished she could be part of her last final matches. I mean... 
they did have a good storyline between them, but we'll find out soon enough. I will go back to the Himika retirement in just a little bit. Now, our next one, contact. this one I have to say, this has come out really interesting. Our very own Conan has been coming under fire because of a joke he said towards Kanosuke Takeshita. Now, I don't know the specifics about this thing about the joke, but right now Conan is being shit upon by people who think he's a racist. Look, I know we have problems. Conan always has a sort of thing. Not to mention it makes sense. Look, I hear Conan's word how he feels about certain things that takes place. But did he really said it as a joke or he just wasn't thinking? I don't know. Not to mention Mero did not like it either. He came into Takeshita's defense. You know? And Conan told him to go back to do what you do. Focus on your own career. But I don't know. This is becoming a very interesting topic between them. But whatever Conan said, I'm sure he's going to try to fix it. But will it be enough? I don't know. I can't tell. That's something I'm, I'm just going to have to wait and see. So we'll just go back to that some other time. Now, the final thing I want to talk about is this interesting thing that's been happening with stardom that also relates to the Himika retirement. Let's talk about Lady C. Recently, we have seen certain things taking place with Lady C. If you guys remember, Lady C was involved with my Sakurai during the Goddess Tag League. Now, they ended up in a losing effort. They never won a singles match. Uh, that was something that was unexpected. Now, in the early beginning of the tournament, neither my, uh, my Sakurai or Lady C got along. Lady C is still disgusted with Sakurai for what happened last year. If you guys remember, the way Sakurai betrayed the Cosmic Angels was sick in her stomach. Not to mention, I think Lady C felt like, why did you side with the woman that attacked us from behind? And I think that, because if you guys remember, at much of the, near the end of 2021, a mass silhouette attacked Sakurai along with Waka. And then it tried again uh, with Waka and Sakurai with... Uh, with Ruka during after the post-match of the future championship match. And then again, involving Lady C when they won, lost in a three-on-one match against Sudi. So I think Lady C felt disgusted. Now, Lady C did had consideration joining DDM, but because the, the truth came out that it was Julia who was behind these attacks, it gave Lady C reconsideration. Fuck that, I'm not joining you. So she chose to side with the, with Queen's Quest after they were outnumbered by Orotai after the events of having Momo Wanadabe betray them. So that kind of went into that whole thing. Utame Ishida offered her a spot, and she embraced it. And ever since then, Lady C has been completely loyal to Queen's Quest. And then Micah comes out uh, uh, criticizing her, saying... You haven't won a singles match, a big match. And that frustrates her a lot. I know she has won matches here and there, but the big matches, you know that takes a long time for that to develop. Now, Micah, she even stated this on Twitter. She even never did like the idea of her joining DDM. Oh, so now your true colors are comes out, girl. You did not want her to join, even though she would have been a volleyball asset. Well, that's your loss. 
And then we jump in, of course, with the whole situation with Sakurai and Lady C at the Goddess Festival. At halfway through the tournament, they did pretty well. They got along great. But right in the end, it was more like, okay, tournament's done. You go your way. I go my way. So that's how it was to me between those two. I'm not faulting anybody on this. I'm not criticizing. But that's how I think it happened between those two. But I don't know. It, it just felt like that, in my opinion, with those two. And then when we thought this was thing was over with Lady C and DDM, it did not. December 26th, right when uh, the start of the press conference for the Triangle Derby, Lady C once again teams up with members of DDM, and this time it's with Himika and Micah. Lady C comes out saying, okay, whose bright idea is for me to team up with the two of you? Now, Himika claims in her own words that this idea was her because of she did a good job with, with my Sakurai. Now, Lady C denies, saying, I didn't even talk about this. But this is where it gets stranger by the minute. I mentioned this about Micah said she never wanted her to join DDM. And then she had a change of tone. She said, maybe with this, you can consider joining DDM. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Micah, you never wanted her to join DDM. And now you're saying you're hoping with this consideration you want her to join? I'm like, is she really that delusional like Julia? I mean, Julia has this delusional thought on certain things, like saying that Starlight Kid's sole desire is to remove her mask, all this and that. I'm like, they're out of their minds. And then this comes up. Recently, during the Triangle ter uh, Derby Tournament, there was a showdown between DDM. Of course, it was Body Body Bomber, consistent of Julia, Tekla, and Masakurai versus... Mahem with C, consistent of Himika, Micah, and Lady C, which, of course, led to Body Body Bomber 1. And, of course, Lady C was emotional because before C uh, Lady C joined um, Queen's Quest, she was very close with Himika. Himika used to call themselves the Jumble Trees, and, of course, Lady C did not like that. And then they took her in the back, and they're considering her to join DDM. Now, this is where someone tweeted this. What does Queen's Quest think of this? And I was like thinking, wait a minute. They haven't said shit about this. I'm like thinking, are they mad that DDM is opening their arms to Lady C to join them? I'm like, hmm. I don't know what's going on there. But I can see why now they're trying to force her to join. This is the same kind of thing that happened with with Sudi and Konami. Now, let me explain all of you on that. If you guys remember, Konami left stardom after she finds out that her um, her health issues were getting a little worse. She had her final match against Julia and lost. Months later, it was announced that Konami was returning to join God's Eye in Golden Fight Week. Now, before Golden Fight Week, there was a, a, a big event at the 
Fukuoka Goddess Festival, where there was an elimination match between the members of DDM, which consisted of Julia, Matsakurai, Himeka, and Natsupoi taking on um, Konami, Amisori, Mirai, and Suri. Now, this is where it gets interesting during that time. I might have said this before. Julia is saying that Konami will join DDM. Now, Suri is like, knows Konami better than anybody because they're both are cut from the same cloth. They're both fantastic strikers. Now, what was the purpose of Julia to go out and say that she's going to join? Simple. I think she's looking for members that could fit the, the part. You look at uh, Sudi. She was a striker. You know, she knows how to kick hard, puts you in a submission. So does Konami. However, I think she was trying to get Konami to join to be the, the one to take Sudi's spot. And now I think about this with, Hime, with Lady C. I'm like thinking... What if they want her to replace Himika as her resident giant, the Jumbo Princess, but more of a giant? I feel that's the whole point. I think they want her to join to be the replacement for Himika. I mean, look, you can't just put people because of their qualities because they look the same. Lady C is still getting the hang of it. All this and that. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, I'm still waiting to see what Queen's Quest have to say about this. But I feel deep down that Lady C is very loyal to Queen's Quest, no matter what. She still has a few goals to make. She still hasn't won her first championship yet. And I know that she would definitely would like to have a shot of the future belt. But the obvious question is, when will that happen? Well, we'll just wait and see. So I think that's pretty much it what we have. I hope you guys enjoy the content I have. Um, stay tuned for next week. And you guys can follow me on my YouTube channel on Deleted WrestleZone. And I'll be throwing a lot of reviews daily, every day. And right now, currently, I'm working on four new reviews. Two of them coming from the Japanese promotion Gleed. One from this past weekend with Stardom during the Triangle Derby. And, of course, AEW Dynamite. So for now... I'll see you guys the next time, so I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye, Mwah. and have a nice day. Bang!